time for Cigar Talk, the fastest growing cigar show in the nation. Whether you're a new cigar enthusiast or a cigar aficionado, we have something for everyone. Bringing you the best interviews, cigar reviews. So grab yourself a cigar. It's time to light them up. Welcome back, Cigar Talk. I'm your host, Rob Jones. We got Bryant Falconer. Back in the co-host seat. <laughs> Welcome back, baby. Hey, man. Thank you for being allowing me to be back. Oh, bro. dude. Come on, man. We, we we relish the times that you are in the seat because yeah. you're the OG nah. of the co-host, period. <laughs> there was no co-host said. before you. Yeah. Well, that is true. <laughs> you're the OG, baby. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, let's jump right into what we're smoking. And I, and I got to say thank you. Yes, sir. Because you had Jay walk in here and hand you a box of cigars. Nuh-uh. He came in here and handed you a box. Where did you get that? I you brought, brought that in? I bought that and I brought it in. I didn't say that. Okay. I didn't say you didn't buy it. And I brought it in. But you carried it in here. Yeah. Well, I didn't see between you and the walker. Well, my I wife and Larry uh, carried it in. Right, right. Because <laughs> when I saw you walking in, you were on a walker. Yeah. And I was like, this looks like that old pervert from the family guy going, <laughs> see you, baby. Come over here. You want a pop check? No, I'll find it. Anyway. Anyway, you sat down, and then I look over, and you've got a box of Craft 22. Yes, sir. And, you know, I bought a box. We were actually on the show, yeah. and I was like, dude, can you please get me a box and bring it over here? Or no, I didn't even say bring it over here. Just set me back a box. I'll come get it. And Jay shows up 15 minutes later with my box of Craft 22. Yeah. <laughs> I got mine the 1st of June. Wow. Yep. So that being said, I decided, which is outside of my norm, yeah. that I was just going to sit on those for up to a year. Ooh. I'm, I'm going to be watching that. <laughs> I'm going to be watching that, bro. My minimum is uh-huh. six months. It's six months. But I want to make it to a year. Okay. And I don't know if that's possible because, you know. I know you. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm like, I want to smoke that. Yes. And I'm going to smoke it nice, mine. Right. And so for the first time ever, I've bought an entire box that I've put up. Okay. Now, I, that's not true. I bought a box of Vegas 5. Just the regular Vegas five, uh-huh. and I sat on those for like four months. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. And, yeah. and they've been great. Mm-hmm. Good, but, but that is a very cheap cigar mm-hmm. that you let it age, and it gets to be a good cigar. These Craft Twenty Twos <laughs> start out as great cigars. Ooh, yes, and how. Will it be a year from now? Yeah, that's going to be the chance. That's going to that's going to be the study. So, the funny part is, is Brian, you know, cock mm-hmm. son. He <laughs> I like uh, the way you said that. <laughs> he bought a box also, and he opens it like right when he gets it. We're all back here in the Havana room at the Leaf, and I was like, dude, let me tell you something. You give me one of those. And when I open my box in a year, I'll let you have one. And he was like, no. <laughs> I was like, are you serious? <laughs> I, why would you not take that deal? He said, no. <laughs> and so I didn't get one. And I was very hurt. <laughs> for a half I a mean, second. I mean, like, no, I went home and cried. Yeah, right. I was like, you nobody cried for some likes other me. Man, no, please. Uh, 
That would never come out of your mouth, bro. <laughs> but I was very disappointed. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll, be, I, I'll, I'll take that. Uh, it was very disappointing. And so then when you had the box, you opened it. I said, hey, man, if you give me one now, I'll give you one for my box when I open it. And you were like, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, we, we do for each other. But, Just like with Larry. I told Larry, I said, you want one? He's like, oh, yeah. I said, you know how we are right. amongst each other. You know. Nothing I have I, is I've, not out of, out of reach for I've you. I've never had one of these. Mm, this is my first I bought trip. a box, and you were gracious enough to say, yeah, yeah. no problem, so I can enjoy one today. Yes, sir. I, yeah. have, I bought a box a month ago, and I have not smoked mm-hmm. one, and I am dying to know what they're like. And, and so, all that being said, I'm smoking a Kraft 22. And what I did was I bought those, and I said... I'm not going to smoke one until my first Cigar Talk podcast after the surgery. And I brought them up here today because last uh, time I came up, I didn't expect to be a part of anything. I was just coming up to get, to was, get out of the house. It was a shocker. Yeah. You, I, and I told everybody, I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was just trying to get out the house. But this time you told me, we called and you talked and you said, you want to do the show, son? I was like, yeah. The first thing popped in my mind, I get to smoke these crafts. Nice. <laughs> I get to smoke these crafts. And I'm smoking one. Yes. And so, you know what? I, I've just basically got into maybe a quarter of an inch and i have nothing to say like i i i'm not gonna go off of an instantaneous judgment i'm gonna smoke the whole cigar so thank you for sharing when i got into the first third of this i could taste the earth i could taste a little bit of leather and then it had a slight pepper i was like this is what i'm talking about with aroma craft man this is what this is what used to make our aroma thursdays <laughs> when they were when they were you talk, i'm just done i'm done and you know what else i love about the aroma 22 craft what's that like this is not a neanderthal nope this is not a Wonderlust. Mm-hmm. This is not a Cro-Magnum. No Bacchus. This is a 2022 20, Yes. Mm-hmm. 22, right. And so you can't come into it with any pre-expectation. Nope. None. Because you... It's not one of those. Right. It's not one of those. So I'm going to smoke this and enjoy it mm. and see what it has to offer mm. with no pre-thoughts of what it's going to be. He's going to come in that prejudice, folks. <laughs> Boom. And everybody knows I'm prejudiced. <laughs> we're not going to go there. No, let we're, me not. Tur- we're let not. Me, let me turn this cup so you don't see that word. <laughs> Larry. Hey, I see what it says. You, So everybody knows that Bryant has a sport cup that has YMCA on it. <laughs> That's what, the, want, were, that's what he wants. That's what he wants people you, to think. Were, were you in the Navy? Never. <laughs> Army. Oh. You I'm, not gonna sell be, the seven I'm not going to be holed up with a bunch of other dudes. Nope. Not like that. That's why I can't go to jail either. <laughs> hey, you know what? I same. Because I'm like, you know what? If I go to jail, like, if, let, I mean, if I was actually to be sent to a hardcore prison, uh-huh. I'm fucked. Yeah. I am fucked. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> like Joe Bob and Billy Ray Shakia are taking turns. They're tag teaming the uh, Oreo cookie team. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, I gotta take it. This too. I mean, you know what? I mean, what does it cost to get a cigar in here? <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it. So, no, it's just like, man. 
you talk about the Navy, and it's just like I never had a thought when I when I went to join. I didn't. I was going in there because I was spiting my mother. So I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna join the Marine Corps. Whew. Those dudes are serious. They are. They pass serious, man. When I walked in the office and the way those guys were talking, I was like, "Oh hell no! This is this is the wrong place to be." I bagged out that door so quick. Then I went to the Navy and I was like, "Nah, <laughs> they talking crazy too." So I walk out. And I walk right past the Coast Guard. I was like, "Nah, I'm not even gonna stop in here." And then I went in the Air Force. And they said something crazy to me. And I was like, what is up? So I walk out and I go in the army. They start singing everything I need to hear. I was like, oh, oh, okay. You got it. They were way better salesmen. <laughs> way better I mean, salesmen. And, and, and isn't that what it comes down to? Yes, because I was getting ready to give my life up for, let for me, a while. Let, so. let me tell you something. When I, I, you know I lived in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And I was a supervisor for a company that was over a certain customer service type business model. And somehow they lost one of the supervisors down in, uh, well, I don't even remember what town it was in. It was like around Kentucky. Paducah? It might have been Paducah. Mm-hmm. And so I, they were like, hey, we need you to go down there and cover uh-huh. and do some X, Y, Z. And so I went down there and I went to a bar and I hooked up with all these dudes in the uh, Coast Guard. Uh I was like, why did I not sign up for this shit? Because these dudes know how to have a good time. Holy shit. I was taught that the Coast Guard was just the lifeguards of the military. All I can tell you is they were fun. I, but I never knew that. I didn't know that until drinking I, games yeah. and like doing dumb shit. Yeah. But then I had a cousin. And they didn't have the supervision that, that you, you guys got, had. No, nowhere near. Nowhere near. They have the rank and file, but it's it's less supervision because they're out there. They're like cops. They're out there on their own. They're out there on their own patrolling, and they, they do their job. So, yeah, But and, I found that out after I joined the Army. For each location, and it's not actually, like, unified across the whole uh-uh. system. Uh-uh. It's like it just depends on who your local boss mm-hmm. is. And these guys, they were having a good time, enjoying life. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I, I – I thought I had to join the army. <laughs> it's like, wait, maybe I could join the military. I, I, Coast Guard. <laughs> I was. I didn't even think they were in the Coast. I mean, I didn't even think they were military. Whenever I was that age, I was just like, okay, there's dudes in boats mm-hmm. that are like keeping you know people from doing dumb shit. And that's what we were told. They were the lifeguards of the military. That's crazy. <laughs> they stay on the water. Make sure you don't drown. Hey, so let's talk about what we're drinking right yes, quick. Sir. I'm going to pour myself. I, I, need to go I think one more. Mine? Yeah, that's yours. You haven't had a drink yet. I haven't had a drink since July 14th. Wow. And that and that and July you know what? 14th. That That's correction. July. I mean, June 13th, the day before the uh, surgery. There you go, sir. We are drinking the Knob Creek nine-year-old single barrel, and it is 122 proof. Now, have you had this before? No, sir. This is my first time. And I got to tell you, I'm a fan. Have have you had it before? The nine-year-old Larry? Have you tried it today? Okay. He said he's going to try it again. So it was... (laughs) At 120 proof, I think it is very delicious. 
I don't think it's too hot. You do get the traditional mm-hmm. bourbon profile, which is what I'm a fan of. Like, I don't really go outside of the, you know, sweetness, the caramel, that's the oakiness with the little spice, and then you throw in some heat. Yeah. That, to me, is the recipe 101 for, for bourbon. bourbon. Yeah. If you're going outside that and you're trying to do something new... <laughs> More power to you, yeah. but I'm probably not going to be a fan because yeah. I do prefer the traditional. Because yeah. that's what I'm used to. And, and that's and, what I, and I that, like. And that profile goes so well with cigars. Cigars. Perfect with cigars. I've had people ask me, man, what what do you drink when you smoke when you smoke your sticks? I was like, bourbon? Yeah, I mean bourbon. And I said, depending on... It's going to be, I got one that's a favorite. And you I, know I, that. I know you're uh, Forrester Double Oak or Double Barrel. <laughs> he said Forrester Double Oak. No, Woodford. Woodford he Reserve. Said double Woodford Oak. Reserve. Woodford, yes. Double, bo- double, double Barrel. Double Oak. Yeah. yeah. And, and that is a damn good bourbon. That's, that's, my, that's like, my go-to. Like, I don't want to pay $65 for it. And that's where a lot of the market is gone. Mm-hmm. I want to pay 50 or less. And I've very rarely, like you, I turned you on to yeah. the goodies place. Sure did. 45 bucks. Sure was. And I got like, me three it's bottles. A, it's a bargain <laughs> I got all day. Me three bottles. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I ain't letting this go by. No, sir. No, <laughs> because normally for that same price, you would have got two. Yep. For exactly. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's 120 125 yeah. for three bottles Plus there, tax. or you get two bottles for right. 130 mm-hmm. And so... And you're mad. But it, but it is a it dynamite. Is, oh, bro. It's a, it, it is a walk. It's a, it's a nice walk. And no matter how long you allow it to sit and mature, it gets better over time. Absolutely. And that's the thing I love because I'm on... I finished... That, when was that? That was in May, in April, May when I got those. And I, I went May twenty seventh. So that was in May when I went. Yeah, and I drank two bottles. Going, I held on to that third one. I said, "This is going to be my after surgery bottle too." <laughs> you talking about good man? And you know the danger from drinking really good bourbon. What's that? Is that you no longer want to drink cheap? <laughs> True. And when true. you go through the amount Very of true. that we go, it starts getting expensive. expensive yeah. You know, I I went and bought two bottles this week for a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. I bought a bottle of what was that first bottle I bought that I brought up here, Larry? Bullet. bullet. Just standard bullet, thirty one dollars. And you know what? I think it's a good solid yeah, bourbon is. for thirty one dollars. Yes, I enjoyed the shit out of it. But then you open up this Knob Creek mm. single barrel. Well, I was willing to pay sixty something for it because it's that good. Good, yeah. And so the more good stuff you drink, mm. you're like, mm, leave that cheap right. stuff alone, I, you know. And <laughs> but when you also have the opportunity to find a bottle. Oh, that baby. is the twenty dollar range, mm-hmm. five or less, or five above. Then it's like when it competes with a thirty to fifty dollar bottle, you're going to keep drinking yeah, that diamond in the rough. 
I mean, Old Forester, not Old Forester, uh, Old Tub, Old Tub Ball and Bond. Mm-hmm. It's anywhere between seventeen to twenty-five bucks, depending on where you go, and, and it's, it's worth right. it racks to 50 up with bucks. those. Yes, it does. It racks up with those and bottles, bro. This is one of the things I was thinking about the other day. Was that I don't know of a bottle and bond that I didn't enjoy. Hmm. And I think it has to do with the fact that it's locked away in a warehouse for four years, aging in the barrels, and nobody's messing with it, that you're going to consistently get those profiles. No matter how much you're spending, you're still getting that profile. Some of them may be more uh, proof. Some of them may be less proof. Some of them be flavorful. Some of them be like really flavorful. Yeah. But you're maintaining that caramel, oak, and, and saltiness, heat. and a little heat, a little, a little heat. spice. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the recipe. I just sat there when you said that. I started thinking. I was like, is there a bottle of bond that you've introduced me that to we didn't like that I did not like? And, and they're all at a hundred yeah. proof. And I'm just like. Nope. <laughs> I've actually, I actually sat there and thought, I was like, has he introduced me to a bottle and bond that I didn't like? And and I've drank a lot of bottle and mm-hmm. bonds. Like, I'm going to say, I'm going to go out on a limb here because I'm not going to take time to count them. <laughs> but I'm going to say seven bottle and bonds. Seven different bottle and bonds. And we got, what, Williams? What's, Evan Williams, bottle and bond. Mm-hmm. That was one of my first. And what, it's 15 bucks. And it's a great whiskey it's a great bourbon and then you step up to the old tub ball and bond and then you might jump up to let's say uh 1792 Ooh, i've had that one then you jump over to heaven and hill yes great ball and And then let's jump back in price and say uh what's the one that you got recently that is super cheap the blue ball the blue bottle Early time Early ball time. and bond. That's a great bourbon. And then you jump into uh, the Four Roses. Great ball and bond. I've had the E.H. Taylor ball and bond. Isn't it funny that like three years ago, four years ago, we used to drink E.H. Taylor like weekly or at least every other week. And now I have not seen a bottle of E.H. Taylor in person <laughs> since then. Since then. It's, like, it's true. Wow, what happened? And, and, it was, and, you know, if you went to a reputable liquor store, you could get E.H. Taylor straight up for $31. Yeah, $30 range. Yeah. Right. And now I see it, like, posted for, like, $80. Like what? What happened? Right. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not drinking that anymore. You know what I mean? If I pay $31 for something and then a year later, it's a hundred bucks. And nothing has changed. I'm like, yeah, you know what? There's too many other good ones that I'm going to drink in that price range for 30 to 50 bucks. And so when I go outside of the $50 range, I go over. Mm Mm-hmm. I got to know it's good. I got to know it's really good. Worth that money. And if I'm going to go over the 50 bucks, I actually prefer it to be a higher proof because now I can drink less and still enjoy. Mm -hmm. But if I'm paying $20, 
You don't care. Bottoms up, baby. Yep. <laughs> start in the morning and in the evening. Boom. Can't start drinking all day if you don't start in the morning. So, I mean. You that, kill me with It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Yeah. It, you know, it, it, at 11 a.m., it's 5 o'clock somewhere. <laughs> it killed me with that. I was like, this dude. And just looked like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's that times. But we've had some. We've 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 had a great journey together. And Our I'm bourbons and cigars. And bourbons. Yep, we've had a great journey to be, together. Really, to be fair, when we met, we were deep in our own cigar journeys. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. bourbon really was, was not, not a factor. Mm-hmm. It was. It was like really. It was coffee. Yep, because that's what we. That's what I would drink every day. And and. I still drink coffee every day, but it's usually from home. Mm-hmm. But when you come to the Leaf, oh, I, we got a new member today. His name was William. Okay. And I walked up there to get a cigar at the Leaf, and I seen that he was handing Jay his membership application. And I was like, dude, are you a, becoming a member here? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, dude, let me tell you something. Are you are you from Abilene? Uh-huh. And he's like, nah, I just moved here. And I said, you will not find a better place in Abilene to go. Period. 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 For the, for at all. <laughs> I mean, you're and you know the membership fee here is fifty bucks a month. What's that? Like a dollar thirty a day. Like when I come up here, I get like five hundred dollars of value. And what what was it, Larry? You did the uh, the uh, the numerics on it. On the discount and the oh sticks, yeah 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 because you get every a month 10, you get a ten percent discount you get three premium sticks you get every month two two two, two, two get, premium sticks every two month. two cigars a month that uh-huh. Jay picks out yes, for us and they have over the all been lights out oh yeah and it's also great to have somebody of his level of understanding like the cigar journeys as a group. And say, y'all need to try this. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it might be something that I would never try. Most definitely. And him being the tobacconist that he is, he understands the complexities of our palates. And everything that he has picked so far has been 100% for me. It hadn't been 100% for me. For me. there's, And I'm going to say, I don't know, let's just say a year. Is, uh-huh. What? 24 sticks. Mm-hmm. In a box of cigars, if you give me 24 random sticks, it's an experience. Mm-hmm. Whether I can't stand it, I like it, or I love it. Gotcha. And so, regardless, he's educating us mm-hmm. about the humidor mm-hmm. that's as big as the fucking ark. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I mean, we're talking about I, two by two, two by two. Boom! I was like, with when William signed up today, uh-huh. I was like, "Have you been in the humidor?" And he's like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Isn't it amazing?" <laughs> because he's from Midland. Oh yeah. And I said, "Did you go to the Hemingway?" And he was like, "No, I have actually never smoked cigars before." Mm. And I was like, "Holy shit, dude! So you're new, new. in for a journey." He's new, new. New, new. Ooh. And new, I was new. like, dude, 
you got to come by, yeah. hang out, let's see what you like. Yeah. And I told him all the ins and outs and that Scott Fritz is a piece of shit. <laughs> and then I told him that, you know, this is your family away from family. <laughs> dude. Right? You can't do no breaks, man. None. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. So I got here at 1.30. Uh-huh. I set up all the equipment that we're using here. Gotcha. And Fritz says... Wow, it takes you longer to set up than it does the show. And you know what I said? That's not true. <laughs> and I kept on going. No conversation. No conversation. Just, that's not true. <laughs> you, you think you're funny, you. but you're not. Because funny <laughs> is based on truth, right? If, it, if you're just making shit up, that's not funny. <laughs> you I would love no, to be in a comedy club no where Fritz goes with on him. stage. Yeah, because you'd be the main heckler. Oh, dude. I, you know what? I wouldn't even be a heckler. I would go up on stage and act, literally beat the shit out of him. <laughs> well... What? <laughs> he said it wouldn't be a comedy show. <laughs> it would be because when I was done beating the shit out of him, I would do 15 minutes. <laughs> it's going to be something. Else, <laughs> this is going to be something. Else. No, but when he said, takes you longer to set up than to do the show, I was like, that's not true. Just kept going. <laughs> and he had nothing else to say. Because you just, <laughs> I was else. like, I'm you didn't embellish you the you fuck did, down. You didn't give him anything to embellish off of. He was like, <laughs> just cut the throat. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I don't talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's what he does, that, man. That is true. That whenever, is true. whenever Scott comes up with something, he's just like, sometimes he just gives that that cricket <laughs> where everybody in the room is quiet because Rob got quiet. <laughs> and then you look at Rob, look at Scott like, man, you might need to go to the other room. <laughs> you know what? We really missed you here last night. Did you miss me up here last night? We had some really good, deep conversations here in the Havana room, the members area. Uh Greg was here. Is he a member? No. Okay. He was your guest. I got you. So, do you know Greg? Mm -mm. You you may have seen him around here. He's got, like, grayish, wavy hair. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Greg. Greg. He used to be up front when it's over there. Yeah. 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 So, Greg was here. I ain't seen him in a while, man. And you know what? You weren't missing anything. <laughs> I. You know what? He's a very nice guy. But Greg can have some deep conversations. Which, what he does, he sits back and he listens to everything that everybody he, has to say. And, and he brought up a great subject last night. What was that? And I wasn't even aware that it was a subject. So he said, what do you think about all the golf PGA players that are going to play over in Saudi Saudi Arabia? Arabia. Uh And I was like, I don't know nothing about it. And he was like, yeah, Saudi Arabia started their own Mm -hmm. golf association league. Mm -hmm. And they're paying crazy money money, for guys to come play. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that is awesome. That is awesome. And there were some naysayers, wasn't it? Well, he said, well, you know, a lot of the traditional golfers are upset about it because they are not playing in America. America. Uh, Or Ireland. They're not playing in the PGA, Uh which PGA, you know, that's the OG. Yeah. And... My first thing is, first of all, golf was not OG in America. We didn't invent the shit. Nope. It's been going on way longer than America. Yeah. 
And so my second thing is, how can you be pissed at a guy that was offered $200 million to say, yeah, well, PGA, who, who's that? <laughs> I'll play. That's you know what, what I mean? they said. I'll no, no, play. No, 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 no. $200 million, I'll play. They paid Phil Mickelson uh-huh. $200 million just to be basically the face of the organization. The spokesperson. Yeah. He, mm. He's not based on winning or playing. Just it's being, just just being that, our face. Right. And then, wow. let's, and I don't know the specific numbers, but a lot of guys in the PGA that were in the PGA already are like, now we're pissed at you guys who are leaving uh-huh. going over there. Huh. Well, why are they pissed? Because you just fucked our sport. Because if you got, let's just say, 50 guys that are on tour decide to go play over there. They're not playing over here. 50 of the world's best golfers just left your organization, and you're going to bring up 50 more new guys that are not near as good as those guys, and now the decline of the game is being broadcasted on American TV because the difference between the 50th guy coming in and the 50th number one that left is nowhere near the same talent. I'm going to take you back. I'm listening. USFL, when it first came out, <clears throat> Jim Kelly, Herschel Walker, Reggie White, there were a few others straight out of college. Forget the NBA, NFL. I'm going to play for the NFL, USFL. And the reason why they were offered more money. So now you had these superstars out of college, and these guys were folks that were – Still picked in the draft, even though they said, no, nah, I'm not coming to the NFL. I'm still going to play over here. You can draft me, but you can't make me you can't, sign. You can't make me sign. And they went and they played. What happened? The NFL stepped the game up. They stepped the game up. They overshadowed them to the point where it was like the USFL could not compete against them. And what did these dudes do? They came back to the NFL. They came well, back to the and, NFL, and, and they were still what? Stars. Right. But let me tell you this. On the golf circuit, like Greg was saying last night, he was like, yeah, but what about the loyalty to your country? Golf has nothing to do with my loyalty to my country. But here's my thing. I grew up an American. I'm down with capitalism. Mm-hmm. You should be proud of me for maximizing my, my profits. Product. My product and my profits. Right. It's the same thing with kids now. But, 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 but let me go back here. Rewind. The people saying this is the PGA who is pissed because they got blindsided. Yeah. They didn't know this was going to happen. And now that it's happening, they're like, well, what about your loyalty to us? And then, and then when on. they hear those answers, they go, well, what about the loyalty to our country? <laughs> Keep on grasping. Right. Keep it's on like, grasping. I understand why you're pissed. Keep on because grasping. you didn't know this was going to happen. But if you, you got to step you, up your game. If you would have known this was going to happen as the PGA, you would have said, you know what? Let's sign everyone that we want playing for us. For $100,000, but in the contract, it says they're going to play here. Mm-hmm. But because they didn't know it was going to happen, they didn't think they didn't they have the foresight to yeah. think that. Mm-hmm. 
But if you look at the music industry, it's all the way around. Those guys have known for yeah decades. all the time. Yeah, that decades. I yeah. own you. Yeah, and Prince, so, the artist. Formally, formally and that's noticed. what he did. That's when he became artist formally you known because they told him, "Well, you got to do this." You he's can't. Like, you can't use Prince. And he's like, "Really?" He said, I'm "Okay." Prince. He said, "But that's my name. I was born with that name." He said, "But this is what I'm going to do. Your contract says that I, that you own my name for five more albums." So he went upstairs and brought the five albums down. Said, "I'm done." And when he did that, the game changed because now he's on his own. Right. And he became bigger on his own than he was up under uh it was so- it was Sony. He, and and I don't want to go off on that rabbit hole. Yeah, cuz that's a good one. But too. if you think about it, you know what I could see that would be absolutely hilarious. What is that? Cuz you know the Saudis got money. Oh. <laughs> they got money. To the point where they have free vending machines on the street. They they just I mean, people buy hundred thousand dollar cars and drive them till it's time to pay the taxes. Then they park it in the street and go go buy another another one. one. (laughs) And so another one. And so that being said, there's sixteen. No, no, I don't want to get into those numbers because that's a different statistic. Uh Anyway, the amount of people who live in Saudi Arabia versus the amount of money is not like America. No, nowhere near. Like we have a lot of money, yeah. but per capita, we know we're near. Them. We have a lot of people that don't have any money, mm-hmm. and so over there, they There's no could, such thing as poverty over there. No, but they could if they wanted to. I don't know who's shoring up this golf thing, but my thought process: if if I'm over there uh-huh. and I have like limitless amounts of money. Mm-hmm. Every professional sport <laughs> will be played right the fuck here. You get I what I'm saying? That. I saw that. I was like the NFL over here, the NBA. Oh, I mean, I we mean, got our own football I mean, league. What's what? What is the cheapest player in the NFL make? Six hundred thousand. Yeah, for yeah, a year. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, I know there's yeah, a, cause a, a minimal because the minimum in the NBA is nine hundred thousand. Football is six hundred thousand. And 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 if I'm a Saudi guy. And I'm thinking I'm going to move all of the world sports here because I'm building a new infrastructure already mm-hmm. for our people and for what revenue generation. Yeah. How about I pay a minimum of $10 million per contract? A minimum yep. of ten million for football players, basketball players, baseball players. You think every fucking Gone. sport in the world's not Gone. over there? Gone. I mean, we would be gone. Li- I mean, you don't. You don't want to leave. You're. You're an American. First of, first of so all, I'm going to stick around and play for you know. First of all, four million. There are there there are guys in college now with a new NIL name, image, and likeness. That are making million dollars now, right? So you're going to tell him he's going to go from making that million dollars in 20, college to twenty to a six hundred thousand dollar base minimum, right? In the NFL, yeah, I still got my million dollar nil, but I got I'm getting the extra six hundred thousand versus me going to Saudi Arabia and getting a guaranteed ten million. That's the base. So now I'm at eleven million a year versus. One million six hundred thousand. <laughs> right, and then and then let's hold up. If you're smart, 
You're the owner of all the sports whatever of Saudi Arabia. You say every contract is a minimum of 10 mil a year. You're going to dominate and have the best athletes in the world. In the world. Playing the in your yeah. country. Uh-huh. The revenue that can be generated from that because now you own every sport. Mm-hmm. Every sport. Every sport. What happens to the NFL? They go out of business. Yes. They're they're bankrupt. Major League Baseball. So same now thing. NBA, but, same thing. Right. But now I can cut all, all the contracts, contracts because they don't exist. Mm-mm. And even if they take those that we don't keep, if I cut you in half, it's still a subpar league, right? It's a subpar league, and nobody wants to play subpar. Uh-uh. And and this is another aspect of the Saudi golf league. All these guys that are still on the PGA tour, uh-huh. they're talking shit about the guys that left. And let me tell you why. <laughs> Because let's say there's a field of 80. 40 of us stayed. Would you just fuck the value of the TV revenue? Oh, yes. Because we just lost half of the talent. Mm. And And the guys that replaced you, well, they're not already in the PGA Mm. because they're not of the talent level you are. That's correct. So nobody wants to watch a four-day tour of half-assed golf players. They don't want to watch four days of me, you, and Larry out there playing. I mean, <laughs> they're like, uh, where did they find this threesome at? For every one guy in the NFL, how many guys wanted to make it? Oh, did. Truthfully. Truthfully. I mean, the numbers are it's, unknown. It's, it's thousands that come out every year in college thinking that they're going to make it to the NFL, and they only, they're only, what, seven rounds? Seven rounds for 32 teams. It doesn't add up. And then you have the those that don't make it here that are blessed enough to make it to, to go to the CFL, which is you know second second best, and it's a it's a, it's a second tier by far by far, and the then it's money and then up the, the there. money still is low, and then you have now but the it's USFL. more than they make working at sacking Sack. groceries at a grocery come store. On. Come on, you see what I'm come saying? On. Come on, hey, see then then you get the USFL, then the XFL, which are all USFL. Really, the XFL was a gimmick. Now that it's owned by The Rock, he's trying to make it a little bit more legitimized. However, it's still what? So you got, it's still what? So you got the NFL. Mm-hmm. You got this other league that now is owned by The Rock. Mm-hmm. What do you think the minimum nowhere playing near, in that nowhere league near, is? Nowhere, nowhere, nowhere near. near. Nowhere so near. if I'm a Saudi and I say, you know what? Y'all come play over here. The minimum is $10 million a year. The league is over. The league's done. It's <laughs> done. It's over. They're gone. And now Saudis make the revenue from all advertising mm. that have to do with every mm. professional mm. sport. Mm. That's a that's a mind bender. And see, the thing with that is it becomes not just okay. You say the Americans say well, we won't ta- we won't deal with anybody that advertises with them, but they got the rest of the world because the world still wants to see the best. You think Americans don't won't raise hell about not being able to see the Cowboys, the, those Cowboys that went over there, right? Tell the truth. Well, I mean they they start a team this that's is the, called the, the Cowboys, Cowboys because they don't give two shits about your <laughs> trademark name. 
because we're we're on we're on the other side of the world. You can't fucking tell us we can't use that name. We're going to use the same colors and the star. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? See, we're going to jump out real hard. Boom. <laughs> I, I think Jerry Jones would have a hard time selling his Kool-Aid under those pretenses. Because he would have lost everybody. Now you get Division three players. I'm surprised Jerry hasn't moved the Cowboys to Saudi already. Hold on. You know him. Right. He's a businessman first. Right. <laughs> he's a businessman first. He doesn't give first. two shits about a he's, Super Bowl. He's the Al Davis of he the NFC. He wants to be the number yes. one team in the world. Yes. He wants the number one in every every aspect of and, it. And if the Saudi said, hey, Jerry, we would like to make the Cowboys a Saudi team. And this is what we're going to give you. We're going to give you a billion dollars to just come over here but you get to still retain <laughs> that's what i'm gonna say your position yeah, as the manager of operations across the board but we're gonna give you a billion so the cowboys take the first jump it's over done just think if they took the patriots over. <laughs> the saudi patriots how about how, how about this how about Different countries around the world decide that they're going to bid on getting all 32 teams. And instead of being the Pittsburgh Steelers, Steelers, now you have the Russian Steelers. That would be against the Ukrainian Browns. (laughs) I mean, I think that's a very good analogy of where we are right now. You're wrong. <laughs> Ukrainians have their hands full. <laughs> wrong okay? for that they, again. They, they may be making some uncomfortable moments for the Russian Mary, what do you call it, the motherland. But in the end, come on. <laughs> We're watching David and Goliath, and David doesn't have a slingshot. He doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's surprising Goliath a lot, but he right. ain't, he ain't he, knocked him out he, yet. He's got some rocks. Yeah. <laughs> he just doesn't have a slingshot. Yeah. It's just, man, the, the, the way the world is turning and the way money, I mean, money has always been the rotator of the earth, as we say, because money has always been th- that one denomination. Well, that one, I don't know what, that one equalizer. It fell off the, uh, well, the I, bench. I, I wouldn't call it an equalizer. I would call it power. Power. And truthfully, we know r- big money now is in those uh, OPEC nations. And Saudi is one of them that has just money just, I mean, to no end. To no end. To the point where they're building islands. I mean, they're building islands. Right. Not, not and, that they're and, finding islands. They're building islands. But let's say this. Nobody is looking at, okay, if you have this X amount of value. Yeah. And all of that value is based on the American dollar. Mm. Well, is it holding up against inflation? You know what I mean? It's not. So, and that was the thing that we talked about at the Leaf also last night was Bitcoin. <laughs> and the guy was like, that asked me, he was like, you know what? I don't really know anything about Bitcoin, but I have a friend that's into it. And he says that I should invest just 
a little each month. And I was like, you know, first of all, you have to go back and research mm-hmm. and understand what Bitcoin is. And I would agree with that outcome of your thinking process that I should invest a little bit from time to time mm-hmm. or even on a schedule because and and I said this to him I think the people who are missing the boat are the youth yep if you are under 35 and you're not putting 10 15% of what you make into bitcoin you are gambling that you will miss the enrichment of millions mm-hmm. now that's one thing i can say about my son it, that surprised me he is years ahead of me at 26 now yeah no yeah 20 no he'd be 27 at 27 than i was at 27 and dude at 27 our idea of the world was still compartmentalized we and and it was based on 1950s yeah. thinking yes because that's what we were raised on right that's what we were raised on the 1950s of you buy a house have Man, a family, family. Mm-hmm. you go to work monday through friday two nine kids to five. yep you work a job yep. you work a career that is gone lasted for Up decades to the 80s 90s almost it, it, it was into In the 90s 2000s. yeah Oh, well, that's when I jumped on board. Yeah. You know what I mean? 2001 is when I went into my corporate job. Yeah, I, I did in the Because 90s. that's when I started having kids. And I was yeah. like, hey, I've got to be responsible. got to be responsible. So yeah. I was like, oh, we're going to do the uh, corporate thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've had a lot of success yes. in that realm. But it is definitely a certain realm that. You fall in line. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's why I was so amazed at his portfolio now, because he has he buys Bitcoin. He he has investments in Google. He has investments in Apple. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, where did he said, Dad? He said, all I do is sit back and research these things. He said, I understand. He said, watching what you did. And that's what amazed me. He said, watching what you did and how you changed. He said, being there with you see, and seeing how you changed and how you started thinking differently about stuff. He said, I started thinking that way from the beginning. I was like, well, damn. You're paying attention. Yeah. And then when he told me Google and Apple, I was like, why Google? He said, Dad, people got to understand Google ain't going nowhere. Nowhere. There's nothing out there that is even in comparison to it. He said it continues to grow. And there's, there's and still. If, if, if companies come up that would compete with Google, Google buys them. Buys them. Just you're buys not, them out. You're not going to beat them. No, you're not. They're too big. Too big and they're getting bigger and bigger. Every he said, day. Because their technology is changing into this and they're going into this field and that field. And I was like, what? He said, yeah. He said, that's what I, he said I'm invested in them. He said, I got to look at my investment. I need to see what they're doing. I have and a I very good friend that like, is invested heavily in Tesla. Yeah. And if you look at Tesla... The automobile electric industry of Tesla has never made a profit. Nope. But it doesn't matter because Tesla is selling a vision. And people are buying into it. And if you if you look into the world, you understand that countries are going to, in years, they're saying everything has to be the 50% or 75% electric. 
Well, and the only profit, and they're talking about the vehicles. They said we don't want like was it England? It was, it was one of the England or somewhere over in Europe that said by twenty twenty thirty they didn't want any uh, well all 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 based uh, right. vehicles. I, I don't know if you know this, but America passed a I don't know if you call it a bill, but a rule uh-huh. for the auto industry that said. You have to have a certain percentage yeah. of your cars yeah. to be electric by the year of 2030. Yeah. And for every year that you don't between now and then. They find you. you. If you haven't made X amount of progress in that industry, then we're going to charge you. Mm-hmm. And in order to not be charged, all you had to do was give the government like electric carbon credits. Credits. And so Elon Musk has been making money throughout the last 10 years by selling credits to the regular automakers because they're not anywhere near where they are supposed to be. I was looking. Dodge. This year they're building their last big V8s. You know, the Hellcats. And I think you sent me an yeah, article I sent, on I that. I sent you yeah. that. Yeah. And uh, Dodger said this will be the last year of the big muscle car V8s. So they're making their last Hellcat. This is supposed to be the biggest and the baddest ever. Because all of their muscle cars going forward after this year are going to be electric. Wow. Are going to be electric. Now you look at, you're talking about the Hellcat Challenge or the Hellcat Charge. And these things coming with eight, eight 900 horses. You can get them up to eight, nine hundred horses. They're talking about the electric cars going to come out twelve hundred. <laughs> come on! And so you're still giving that power, power hungry, yes, consumer what they what they what they're lusting after that power. And they even have kits now to put on Teslas to give you a a, 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 a what's the name a, a muffler boost. sound, right? Just to give you that sound. <laughs> Because some guy, oh, I got to have a sound. They say, okay, we'll give you this kit to put on there, and they give you the sound. You won't you, even know. You won't even know the difference. Except it'll be way faster. Yes, sir. Way faster, way cleaner, and you still got the sound, even though the sound is, is, is computer generated, but I've, it's a sound. I've, I've never seen a plan to evolve the Corvette. It's coming. Is it? Yes. They're I going electric. Seen it. They're going electric with that. That's amazing. They're going to go electric with that. And with the amount of room taken up by the engine compartment now mm. on the mid-engine, mm. it's like I can only imagine that with all that space, they're not taking it up to like 2,000 horsepower. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, really, if you're ordering any car from an automaker, what's to say that I want a 150 horsepower electric motor, or I would like a 5 billion <laughs> horsepower electric motor. And I know we're not at the billion yet, but we have motors now with electric that are in linear design mm-hmm. per wheel, not axle, that they can actually put an electric motor on all four wheels, and you're at 2,000. I read this article that was talking for about, a stock. I read this article that was talking about locomotives because we know the locomotives are diesel or electric, but getting rid of the diesel component of it and going all electric. We know how many horses 
a locomotive has to have in order to pull the. And I was told that they they're over a hundred cars now. To me, a hundred twenty cars when I was working on the railroad was like, oh lord, what are y'all doing to me? I've but now that the mainstays, I've, I've, I've I seen trains now that are like one eighty. Oh, God, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> and the horsepower that is needed to pull because all of those are not empties. Empties. You're talking about loads. And if you're talking about liquid loads, <laughs> you're talking about a gallon is five pounds. If it a gallon that went on the terms of uh, of water, because a gallon of oil is is heavier than a, ga- a gallon of water. So you're talking about horsepower that has to pull mega tonnage, and they're talking about going all electric with it. And and I don't know if you know this, but the Canadian National CN yeah CN I read an article probably six months ago. That they were going natural gas electric mm. over diesel. Mm. Now, you know, I don't know if that's any more environmentally sound. However, but, but they're doing it. And then I don't know how much of a rabbit hole you go down when you get on YouTube, but I watch videos of guys producing energy from water. Water. The guy. The police officer in Buffalo, go to the Buffalo uh, massacre at that uh, at the grocery store. The guy that was a security guard, he was ex police officer, he was a retired police officer. He had developed an engine that ru- that ran off of water. And I mean, I'm seeing videos where guys have taken a generator mm-hmm. and they have taken the gas tank off, off. Mm-hmm. and they have put these two water cylinders mm-hmm. on, and it just runs mm-hmm. off of the electros that come out of doing some kind of whatever with the water jug. I mean, we do it with the Hoover Dam. Well, right. Producing energy. But this is just like energy that's within the water. Which can be produced. That's produced every day, all day long. Every day, all day. Every day, all day. And so that is very interesting to me. Oh, yes. And it's like we have never gone in that research at a level that we could make changes because the oil companies make sure that we don't. Oh, yeah. Because they don't want we doing off water. I promise you, the conversation we had earlier about Saudi doing that, let the world start changing to hydro, water. Well, I, I, don't, I don't think now, we will. Now it affects I, I mean, their, their top end. But, how how but, do they maintain their ability to do the things that they're doing when even all the cars that are going electric it's already been decided we're going electric yeah nobody's going hydro yeah yeah it's true because nobody wanted it to go hydro the people in positions of power were like yeah we're not doing that yeah because it takes the power away from we're 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 losing way too much money takes the power away just like that ford engine what was it the 7.3 that you can run off grease right (laughs) You can run off. You can go to McDonald's and get that old uh, fryer grease and put it in there and drive it down the street. Nobody wants you to do that, right? I can go just get some grease. I can go get me some Crisco at at H E B. I'm gonna pull around <laughs> Golden Chick every and be Wednesday. Like, Fill up every Wednesday. You ain't got to. You, ain't, you, hey, are, you are, are you a fan of Golden Chick? Yeah, man. I, we had it Wednesday. Their 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 biscuits are good. Oh, their oh, dinner rolls. Dinner rolls. Mm. I was just saying they're not biscuits. Mm. Them rolls. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, hey, well, you know, we got off on a tangent. That's what we do here at Cigar Talk. And first of all, 
you know, PCA's going on right yes, now. Yes, sir. We have a lot of friends of the mm-hmm. show at PCA. Groot. Yeah, Groot and several, Trent. Yep. And so the several guys have messaged me on Instagram being like, hey, man, are y'all going to be at the PCA? And I was like, no, we're not. And I don't know that we would ever go to PCA. Mm. Like, if we're going to go to an event in Vegas, it's probably going to be TPE. Mm-hmm. And I think I at least will go next year to 23. And But my strategy is completely changed after going. Uh. Like, last time <laughs> I went and set up our studio and we interviewed a ton of people. Uh-huh. Next time I go, I'm just going. I'm not taking the studio. I'm not doing interviews. I'm just going to, like, enjoy the event. Gotcha. Because gotcha. I don't think most people do. I think most people, it's, it's very stressful because you're there trying to buy for your lounge for the next few months, half a year. Uh-huh. Making new contacts. Mm-hmm. And if you take away the interview process with Cigar Talk, what I can enjoy and learn about the industry is unlimited. Gotcha. So that's my vision of next year. Gotcha. It's just to go and check it out. Like this year, I didn't get to check it no, out. You, I, you had, I, I was business. working the whole yeah, time. Yeah, you had business the entire time. And it's like, I missed a shit ton mm. by thinking I needed to work the whole time. Gotcha. Gotcha. Because, you know, my work ethic <laughs> is beyond compensation. People don't understand. If anybody, no, they don't understand. But we here, me, Larry, Jay, Will Cox. You know, I don't quit. Ever for the uh, the telethon, <laughs> yeah. This dude was three hundred miles an hour for eight hours. Eight no, and a half this hours. this was even before that. When it got close, like two months out, you just you, you it's like you flicked the switch, <laughs> and things started. You, your mind was steady going, and you were thinking about things. One month, one month out, it went from thoughts to I got to do this, I got to do that, got to do this, and it was like the day of. The day before, really, when we were all up here that evening, and he just, I mean, he was just on another realm. And then the day of, it was like, oh, man, that ain't Rob. Because you were, you had so many pans in the fire that you couldn't control all of them. Right. And it just took, and I, you, and you, it know, took you out of your realm. I, I don't like to be out of yeah, control. Yeah, yes. I am a control guy. Yes, yes. And you know what's funny about the whole cigar for warriors event that we did may 7th uh-huh. we raised almost four thousand yes, dollars yes sir very proud of that yes, sir because we want to give back yes sir but what was amazing to me was i realized that when you have never done a particular thing before you have a vision of how it's going to go mm-hmm. And then the Nowhere day near. of, you're like, <laughs> Nowhere near. fuck it, I'm going to go this way <laughs> yep. because that's what I got to do. Yeah. I got to make this work. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what it takes to make this work. I will will it yeah. to happen. And see, that's why we told you 
next next event, year we're all working all together. Of us, we all are going to be a part of it, and everybody's going to have their own portion that they're responsible for. We're going to have meetings about this because it has to be done in that logical order, that logistical order, in order for you on that day not to be who you were May seventh, because we sold you short. Because well, we and didn't, it wasn't your fault, though, no, because I you did wouldn't not allow ask you. you wouldn't, it, it, I didn't it, ask anybody for help. And you wouldn't allow us to help. I had an idea yeah. of how it would go. And we're not going to allow you to go that route this time. When it went down that road, I was like, and then, you know, what was crazy is afterwards, uh-huh. you guys were like, hey, next year you're not doing this by yourself. Yep. And you know what my thought was? What? Well, you should have fucking, fucking said, said that, that like we, eight we weeks know. ago. We know. We know. Because <laughs> I just went down to hell. <laughs> we know. Me and Belzebub <laughs> were smoking a cigar together. We know. But no, but you don't know that until you take that step. Oh, yeah. And we saw it, and we're not going to allow you to do it again. I, and I appreciate, and you know what? I was so thankful that you guys were like, you know what? We're stepping in. Yep. We're not going to let you carry that on just you. That's not just your load anymore. Yeah, and that was a blessing. It really was because even though I enjoyed the whole thing, I really did, mainly because of the people that I was, I had access to interview for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Jonathan Drew. Yeah. Al McCow. Uh, Carlito mm-hmm. Fuente. I mean, that be able to interview those guys was a huge blessing. Oh, man. But also not having it set up the way that I wanted was always a stress yeah. that I couldn't let go of. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. And because when you're not in control and you are the guy doing something, anything that's fucked up comes back yeah. on me. And when you're, you are that type of control freak that you are, and when... You didn't when you lost control, you were so far out of your element that you weren't you anymore. Right. And we noticed that. We oh. were sitting there looking, we were like, nah. Because you were sitting back. Yeah. Me. And you were looking at it as the third person. Yes, me, Larry, and uh Carlos. At what point did you go, Holy shit? Like fifteen was it like early? it was like fifteen, twenty minutes in. Right. And I was like, This is not this is not good. And then Carlos came over to me and Larry came right behind. He's like, He ain't doing this by himself next year. And Larry's like, we're going to have meetings. We're going to set people going to be responsible for other things. I was like, yes. And Larry's like, he's not going to be he's not going to be responsible for everything next year. And that's that's the community that we have. That's the group that we have. People call us a clique, but it's it's the group that we have. We look out for each other. Who calls us a clique? You know, I will beat their ass. You already hate that. Hate that person. So Fritz. <laughs> Fritz, Fritz, Fritz. So, I'm not going there. But anyway, it's like. Sounds like you bent over and dropped the soap. Fritz, <laughs> Fritz. We have a different mindset, and we're going to be just as much involved as you were that last and year. And I really appreciate because, that. Because I think it'll be a much better it, event. It is, because it's an event that's, that's needed. It's worthwhile. It is. You know, what you, what you did last year, raising $4,000 on May 7th, it's a testament. It's a testament, man. But because he, you but stepped you out think there. About, that was a one-man show. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a testament. You but stepped you out there. you add people all on the same team, that we have, can double that. That have knowledge in certain other things that you were trying to control that you didn't know about. You know, logistic. I mean, organization-wise, this dude right here, <laughs> if, he can't, if he can't organize it, he's... 
He gets upset. He's an organ. He's an organizer. Me, I'm logistics wise. I'm, I'm totally logistics. I know where things are. I know how to get things. I thought you were the hand job guy. Never. And and, <laughs> and Carlos has his element because he was talking about the uh, the electronics and stuff. He knows about that. That 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 could have took half of, half of your job away. Oh, that could have took half I, of your job away, man. <laughs> And so let me ask you this. You know, you've been on Cigar Talk since 2016. Mm-hmm. It's 2022. Yes, sir. What do you feel about us dropping the video? Are you good with that? Are you disappointed in that? What, what are your actual thoughts? Because, you know, for you guys at home that might not know, when I decide something, that's just I don't. I'm he not, makes that decision. I, boom, and we got to walk with it, right? <laughs> we so gotta walk how, with it. how are you on the no video? I I know you think you're a pretty boy. Never. I miss it. I miss it a lot. I also understand what our core is, and our core is the podcast. We and, were stepping and, out, and, and you know. As the editor of audio oh, yeah. or and video, video, yeah, the, the reason job. I didn't come to everybody and say, "Hey, what do y'all think about us doing this?" Because I was like, you know what, this is going to be an improvement on my life. Mm-hmm. So I didn't give a fuck. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's yeah. not that I don't appreciate everyone's opinions. It's part of this show, which is basically me, you, and Larry. Yeah, <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, I'm the one. Editing the video, video for four or five hours, mm-hmm. not anybody else. And so when I say we're not doing video, it's because it makes my life better. Mm-hmm. But see, we have a gentleman over there that says he knows about it. Who? I, y'all call him Julio. <laughs> Is Julio volunteering to become the editor of video? That's a conversation us three will have with him. Okay. Well, and you know what? If we got to that point. I could see bringing it back. Yeah. But I can tell you, I do not have time to do that. I understand that that because I'm editing the audio and I don't mind doing that at all. Because it's not as extensive as the video. Right. When you do the video, it's times five at least on the amount of time that you spend. And so, you know, for the guys that are doing video every week already hats off to whoever you're doing the editing it's appreciative it it's a it's a challenge <laughs> and it's a job so anyway let's jump over to our pick six of the week gotcha sir i'm gonna let you go first of course <laughs> as always that's the routine <laughs> he goes first hell is frozen over we're going to start off this week, uh, not in any order. I haven't been smoking that many sticks because I'm a, I've, I was locked at home. <laughs> and if Larry didn't come over and take me out on the porch, <laughs> yeah, I was stuck. <laughs> so because my wife refuses to have cigar smoke anywhere near her house. I, I, and you know what? I completely understand yeah. that. And I think most wives, yeah, even even wives that are completely down with you being in the community of mm-hmm. cigar smoking, and she is. it's like... But you're not smoking in the house house. because that's taking it to a level of where the cigar smoking is the house. Yeah. 
And that's what happened when we smoked in the garage that day. She's like, nah, y'all not going out there. No, I was like, why? She said, because I can smell it in here. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Right. So we relegated to the front and, porch or the back. And, back and now. my <laughs> wife, same way. Uh-huh. My wife supports my cigar smoking 100%. But there is no way in hell that I'm allowed to, to smoke. smoke in our home. Mm-hmm. And that's why we have the shed <laughs> at the core. Yes, sir. I was like, you know what? I'm I got to have a place to smoke. So I can say since the 14th of June, I have had I smoked. We we smoked out there what twice and three times. So that's I can say that's at least six cigars. I came up here last weekend. I smoked another two last Sunday and I haven't had one since last Sunday. Today was the first one. Let me tell you something. First of all, thank you for the Craft 22. Yes, sir. That was a very... You can see I smoked it down to the nub. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it was very good. Yes. But have you had the Arturo Fuente Divine Inspiration? No, sir. It's $13. Put it on your next list. Yes, sir. I'm going to grab one. Because let me tell you what. Like this cigar, and I hate to be a spoiler is already fighting for the number one spot in 2022 for me. Ooh. Yeah. This is only my Ooh. third one. This is only my third one. And you know, if a cigar is going to make it up to that level, I'm yes. going to smoke several. Yes, yes. But right now, I'm like, dude's got a shot. Mm. Dude's got a shot. Mm. Okay, my pick six this week, uh, my three, starting off, Undercrown 10 Toro. Undercrown ten, yeah, good smoke, good smoke, good smoke. That's, I got these from the, the Drew Estate. The, yes, the first one I got was from the Drew Estate's uh, event that was here at the Leaf, and it was part of you know they gave them out to everybody. And if you want, if if you bought something, they gave them out to everybody. And I saved that to it was uh the last time Larry was over, and I smoked. I was like, oh man, this is. And then my wife came out on the porch. She's like, that cigar smelled good. I was like, oh, it does? She's like, yeah, it smells real good. I was like, it tastes good, too. And I've been wanting another one ever since then. And you know, I'm not a big fan. No, I know you aren't. But I'm not saying that they're not great cigars. Have you had one? I think I have. Okay. And I can't say that it was spectacular for me. It didn't do anything for me. But I know a lot of people that love those cigars. Mm -hmm. I have a little bit of a... Prejudice I got you. against anything from Drew Estate. I got you. <laughs> oh, I'm serious. I got you. It's just, it's like when I think Drew Estate, I cannot wrap my mind around not including acid cigars. Oh, okay. And I'm not a fan of acid. Okay. I now, if you smoke acids, I have no problem oh, with you. that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's that's you. you. Mm-hmm. But for what I enjoy, when I think of an acid, that's I'm not like. On your list. I think if I smoke several acids uh-huh. back to back, I'm definitely going to have diarrhea. <laughs> Let me get to number two. <laughs> number two on my list is what I smoked last week, the Roma Craft Blind Iris. Oh, I don't think I've ever had one of those. Oh, A man. blonde Irish. Oh, man. So instead of the green... Uh, rappers to do a barber pole 
they're doing some type of a natural. Yes, and it has. It's when you look at that Roma, uh, the Craft Twenty Twenty Two. Yeah, that's the style that they that they have on that. It's uh, the pigtail at the top. It's a good stick, man. It's a dynamite stick. I have not had that. You got to you got to try it, man. It's a dynamite stick, bro. When's the last time you smoked the acid? Years. And what were your feelings on the acid cigars? It was a, it was a kid cigar. It was a gateway drug. <laughs> I'm not gonna say a gateway drug. <laughs> it was a kid cigar. But I mean, what I'm saying by that is, <laughs> I'm lot, not going there with you, dude. A lot of people that might not smoke cigars otherwise was like. This is like a great knee high. I'm not going there with you. So all right, I'm gonna all get right. to my number three. All right, fine. Which, Be that way. Which, which, which you're gonna be? But it was a Monte Cristo Espada. Espada. Yes. And which one was it? Do you remember? Was it the uh, Maduro or the natural? It was the natural. Oh wow! I don't think I've ever had one of those. Why not? I've had the Oscuro uh-huh. Espada. Which is more, I would say, uh, a Maduro. Which you, which I said was a great mm-hmm. smoke. Mm-hmm. And I'm not paying $14 <laughs> for it. But if I see a deal on it, you, you jump on for it. half of that or a little bit more, I will jump on it. But I'm not going to say it's not a, good, a great smoke. Mm. Because it is. I've never had the natural. It's a good stick. It's and a good stick. How does it compare... To the Maduro because the Maduro you get has, that meaty, you get every every flavor. I, to be truthful to me, I get every flavor from the Maduro. It's just more medium. It's not as it's not that boldness. Natural, yeah. natural. Yeah, natural. It's not. It's a natural. It's not that boldness. You said, you said Maduro. I said it's not. As, it's not as strong as I was trying to say. That it's not as strong as the Maduro. It, you get every flavor of it. But it's more medium. It's more smooth. It's it's a coffee stick. To me, it's a coffee stick. I could sit back and drink me some um uh the what's the name up there? The uh the Colombian, the Sumatra. Sumatra. Okay. I know I, could, I know those two yeah, are in your wheelhouse. Yeah, I could drink a Sumatra and smoke that and be in bliss. And be in true bliss. Now with the uh Escuro, Espada, Escuro, you gotta you gotta come with bourbon with that. Cause it, you gotta you gotta come with something that's hard enough to stay in the game with that. It'll overpower any coffee I've ever drank it. Cause it's it, 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 you know it's a little bold. For you, you it's a little bold. Right. It's not bold, bold. But for me, it'll overpower any coffee I drink. Really? Yeah. Very interesting. That's why every time you saw me with an Escura, I always had bourbon with me. I never drank coffee with it because I wanted something that could match that. To me, pair with it perfectly. So that's what that, it had to be a bourbon. And I like pairing cigars with bourbon so much that I usually start drinking bourbon at like 7 in the morning. <laughs> so you can... <laughs> I'm kidding. Wait, I'm just going to say, wait, but you say you drink coffee first thing I, in the morning. No, I, I do. I do. And, you know, it's a blessing and a bonus to be able to drink the Leafs coffee. Oh, come on. Because with their it. coffee is bar none. None. I got my wife like, on this stuff. Like, if you come down here it's and drink the coffee it's of the drug. Leaf. And then you go to the high flutin Starbucks coffee bar, there, yeah. or whatever. Not even Starbucks. Nope. When it, you when you get to a level higher than Starbucks, you know you're talking about monks. 
You're talking about yeah, those coffee beans. Yeah. You're talking about uh, the one over there on South Seven, uh-huh. and Jay's Coffee beats all of those. And so I can't go drink coffee uh-uh. at those places. Uh-uh. And the thing about Jay is, Jay knows that his cigar smokers love coffee, and so you could come into the Leaf and for two dollars drink coffee until you're coffeeed out you know what i mean mm. it's not like he's going two bucks two bucks two, two bucks, bucks. Two bucks. Yeah. no uh-uh. it's two bucks for and all you drink the until you, you till there is no more until nine o'clock <laughs> you drink it till it's nine o'clock and i've done that and so you know there's certain cigars that i prefer to have with coffee yeah. and there's certain cigars that i prefer to have with bourbon and there's certain cigars that i'm good either way gotcha Gotcha. So I'll get into my three, three, which I've had the honor (laughs) of smoking cigars that I have aged. Uh, And I don't normally do that. Uh, Is it because they were in the back of the or the bottom of the humidor? No, it was a conscious decision. Oh, you consciously chose to do this. Now, okay. I know you've been away for a little bit, mm-hmm. but you know my Octador from Case Elegance. Uh-huh. I mean, it's a beautiful humidor. Mm-hmm. But that has become the cigars I'm not smoking. Ah. And like it is packed huh. with cigars now. And I don't open it. It, you know what I do? I open it every now and then when I pick up a stick here at the leaf that I'm like, I really love this stick. I'm going to let it age for a while. That's where it goes. That's when you open it. Right. Hmm. And I mean, like the sticks that I put in there, and one of them is my this week's pick. Okay. Is from the undercrown of, oh, no. An, uh, I just say you crown, s- crown heads. I just say you crown said heads. you hate you know, Drew Estates. Say well, I hate Drew Estates, <laughs> but I, crowned heads Mildia special edition. Hmm. It's like, and you know what I've been doing is I've been buying like when I see a cigar like that, uh-huh. I buy two. Yeah, one, one to, put to smoke up. now, mm-hmm. and one that I'm gonna put in there, and I'm gonna forget about yeah. it. I'm gonna let it. Let it do its thing. And so now my Case Elegance Octador is my humidor that we don't fuck with. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I'll tell you this, not this week, hopefully next week, we're going to do two reviews of Case Elegance humidors. We got the Belmont, Uh which I don't know if you've seen it. But it is the whole outside is covered in leather, mm. and it's beautiful. Mm. And then they just came out with a new humidor that they sent us to review, and it looks like a futuristic Ferrari. What? Right. I can't what? describe it, but you know what? We're gonna do, and when we do that, we will actually do video. Okay. Because I want people Good to, to see, see the humidors. And so even though we're not doing video of every show, there's some shows that, that we I'm have like, to, you know yeah. what? This, this I want people to see this. Gotcha. And so you listen to the show, and in the show notes, we'll have a link notes, to the video that you can go and check out the actual part where we review the humidors. Yeah, okay. Or anything else that we decide. Gotcha. 
And so, anyway, we're doing that. But anyway, for my top three this week. You already said one, the Mil Diaz. The Mil Diaz Special Edition. Uh-huh. Crown, Crown Heads has really found a place in my regular rotation. rotation. They okay. really have. Okay. I've been very impressed with them. They have been spot on construction. Mm-hmm. They've been spot on flavor profile. Okay. They're not a one or two note wonder. They actually make cigars that you're going to enjoy the roller coaster ride gotcha. throughout the cigar. Gotcha. So I, I appreciate that. that when that's I, when that's I, what makes them deserving of being in your rotation. Absolutely. Yeah. When, you, when you find a cigar that is like all encompassing mm-hmm. on what you look for. You check those checks. You you got to give them high that marks box, for yeah. doing it. Yeah. Cuz there's a ton of cigars out there Ooh, that are going to be a one or two hit wonder. Yes sir. And you know, if you're driving to California from Texas and you've on the road for 24 hours, I might enjoy a stick that has one or two notes. Gotcha. But whenever I'm sitting in my lounge and I'm smoking a cigar, I want to enjoy it at a level that that one or two notes can't compete with. They don't even mark up to it. Right. I mean, that, you know, a few weeks ago, I named one of my top three the small batch Habano from AJ. Mm -hmm. It's a two note cigar, but it is phenomenal. Gotcha. And so I really enjoy that, but then when I want to kick it up a notch, my second cigar on the list is the Arturo Fuente, and it's called the Divine Inspiration. Divine Inspiration. And let me tell you something. I was very fortunate to have a close friend, you know, old Coxon, (laughs) said I should try this, and... I asked him some questions about it first because, you know, if you're going to recommend a cigar to me, I'm going to make sure that it's in my my wheelhouse. Yeah, and I want to make sure that you're talking, you're telling the truth because I don't want you to tell me, well, it's good. Well, why is it good? If you can't give me a reason why you enjoyed it, I ain't taking that trip. I'm good. (laughs) And so I asked Jay about the divine inspiration. Uh He brought me one back here. And dude... It's not even a medium. Mm-hmm. It's lighter than a medium. Mm-hmm. And it has been lights out. One of the best cigars I've smoked this year. Wow. Lights out. Wow. It's, it's, I mean, you think of what AJ does. True. And it's like the opposite. <laughs> it's not going to have that big, big finish. Yeah. It's not going to be powerful. It's actually very delicate it's mellow all the way through it's very mellow it doesn't even reach the medium plateau that's that cool smoker (laughs) you can sit back and just just puff off that and just keep uh yeah all right i gotta try that i gotta try that you giving me enough information on it that i'm gonna try the retro hell is amazing Uh, you know unless you just do a comparison like if you were to like set this up against the My Father's Lee Bijou, okay. 1922. Uh-huh. That's a powerhouse. Yes, it is. This cigar, in comparison, would almost be at the level of, well, I'm not even smoking. 
I'm like, I'm just puffing on this cigar, but I'm not getting anything from it. Uh-huh. So when you graduate from the powerful <laughs> cigars mm-hmm. and go backwards and you get a cigar that is this delicate, uh. it's like, I'm taking a new journey. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I got you. I... I was really not even a big fan of light cigars. Yeah, because that's where I was going, getting ready to go with this. Knowing you when I first met you, where it was just like power bomb after power bomb after power bomb. To hear you talk that way about something that you say that's not even a medium, it's 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 lighter than a medium. I I, and, I, I and thought people excited that did about not it. smoke powerhouses yeah. were pussies. Yeah, you you said it a lot, but <laughs> but for you to talk that way now, it's just like man, look at this dude on his journey, man. Look at this dude on his journey. It has been, you know, and this is only my third one. Uh-huh. I had two this week <laughs> and I was blown away because uh-huh. I'm going to tell you right now, I have not been a huge fan of Arturo cigars, uh-huh. but this one has my attention. Mm. It's like, I don't know who blended this particular cigar, but you have my attention gotcha gotcha yeah it's been great if you haven't had it i definitely recommend that you try this particular cigar which is the divine inspiration gotcha all right and you know i don't know what divine is but it inspires the shit out of me (laughs) it takes him away from that 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 bullish guy. He's becoming more refined. Ooh. Refined. Still in his Hawaiian shirts, though. <laughs> you see, I... You know, oh, Lord, no. No, me, no, no. One no. Oh, God. Mm. Why'd he get brighter in his room? <laughs> now, what's your third one, bro? So, my third one this week is probably going to be no surprise, but it is the Box Press Torpedo Sun Grown by Tabanero. I knew it was a Tabanero. <laughs> I mean, the sun-grown Tabanero. And you know what's funny is I had a complication at my regular job. Uh-huh. And I had to go over to a location in the middle of the night. Uh-huh. And there was a employee there that was performing his duties. Uh-huh. He came over and talked to me and told me that he had smoked some Drew Estates. And I immediately was like... <laughs> You know what, bro? I got a Tabanero here. I would like you to try this. So let me know what you think. Uh-huh. Because I would like to bring you from the dark side. <laughs> Dude, text me the next day and said, wow, this cigar is awesome. Mm. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to recommend yeah, shit. True. That's true. And the fa- and, and then he said. What if I transfer over to work for you <laughs> instead of working where I'm at? Would you be able to give me some more of these? And I was like, as many as you can smoke. <laughs> See, it would not be a problem, bro. It will not be a problem. <laughs> not be a problem. So that's my top three of the week. That's a good and three. I mean, that's a good three, if bro. you haven't smoked the three that I just said, I highly recommend that you try them. Yes, sir. Now, before we go... We have to talk about our sponsors that actually support the show. Yes. And if you're going to like automatically think you need to skip ahead 50 seconds to see what's at the end, you're going to miss some good shit. Mm -hmm. 
Because back when I was born, it's 1969, <laughs> Woodstock was brewing. No, I'm kidding. Look down the show notes. We've got Tabanero cigars. We've got McAuliffe cigars. Yes. We've got Case, Case Elegance. Elegance. There's a code to get a 10% Most off definitely. your humidor purchase. Most definitely. Which I don't know if anybody even notices, but we have guys that come to the leaf that recently purchased Case Elegant Cigar. I mean, mm, Cigar humi- Humidors. And, like, they go on and on about how good they are. Mm. And you know what my response is? Yeah, I know. I know. If I didn't know, I would not have recommended it. I'm and so- that's and that goes across for all of our Man. sponsors. My, my, my Foot Locker. I looked at it today because I was like, what am I going to take with me to smoke? And I already knew I was going to take those, uh, bring those Roma crabs because it's going to be my first show. I was like, what else? And I looked at that damn thing and it was still at 69%. <laughs> I was like, this is, I'm, I'm scared. Is 69 just stuck on here? <laughs> is it stuck on here? I'm like, wow, man. Case Elegance makes you know that thing. You know what's funny is I've actually product. read some reviews from Case Elegance owners. Uh-huh. And after a couple of weeks, they thought the hygrometer was broken yes. because it never moved. Never changed. But then a guy opened up the humidor opening and let it be open for like 10 minutes. And then it went down. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, this if it you want to take care of your cigars, they make a quality product. No if ands, or buts about it. We've actually cut them in oh, yes! half. Yes! There's a video about that. <laughs> and let me tell you this. Before we cut a Case Elegance humidor in half, I asked the owner sure for, for permission. Sure I did. mean, you know, he sponsors the show. I don't want to be an asshole yeah. and show an inferior product mm-hmm. without his knowledge. And I said, hey, man, I w- would like to take my skill saw and cut your humidor in half. And he was like, oh, that sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. And we did. And we saw the difference was basically like <laughs> what we would think a humidor should, should look, be, like. look mm-hmm. like under the skin. Uh-huh. And then a very similar priced, mm-hmm. similar design yeah. humidor. And we cut it in half and was like, what? The, These guys are fucking yeah, us. Yes. What the? And so, if you're not saving your investment, because that's what it is—an investment uh, all day long. Yes, sir. I mean, you know, I've got two humidors. Mm-hmm. One, the Case Elegance Octador. The other one is a New Air. Yep, I got which a New Air. Holds four fifty. Mm-hmm. I probably keep it with about three hundred, and so it's different managing. That humidor, than it is my case elegance elements. because yeah. they send everything ready to go. And it is. And, and I took your advice on the hu- new, uh, the, the new air, but I got me a small fan to put in there. And now I that get made a big difference. Big difference. I told big you. Difference. And I because it was sitting in the in the garage, and after Larry, me and him smoked in the garage, and uh, I went out there and I started back up, so I had to season it again. Well, I got it up to 69, 70. It laid, it laid labored right there. Then all of a sudden, it started coming down. 
And I was like, damn, why is, what's the problem? And I thought about it. I was like, oh, Rob talked about the fan. So I had my wife give me a small little uh, fan. She went over to the, the computer place on uh, 14. Okay. It got me that little computer fan. I put it in there. Circulating it there. It's crazy. It's like, how wow. much? And you know where I got that information? Was from the owner of Case Elegance. Huh. He was like, you should have a fan mm. in your humidor mm. so that the level of humidification circulates evenly. Mm. And so, Great information. Let me tell you something. Nobody makes a humidification system for the cooler doors. Nope. I'm making one. You are? I'm making one. Okay. Like, I have figured out what I think is going to work. I'm going to put it together. I'm going to build a system, and then I'm going to try it for a few months on my cooler door. I want to I invest in that. And I think that it's going to be lights out. I want to invest in Because you know that. I don't do nothing half Nope. <laughs> it's either all. all go or all blow <laughs> he, that would be snorted off a hooker's ass. He's 100% all gas, no brakes. Bring it on. <laughs> Bring all it gas, on. no brakes. <laughs> I'm like in a Toyota Camry back from like 1980. <laughs> That has no motor, but we are on a hill with a 90-degree drop. drop. <laughs> and we are, like, flying down this mountain. All gas, no brakes. All breaks. gas, no brakes. He's trying I, to kill us, y'all. I think, yeah. You know what? I'm either going to kill us all or we're going to revolutionize nice. the new air or the other similar brands yes. of humidor. Yes, because sir. the space... That they provide mm. is fantastic, mm-hmm. but the humidity level is something hard is to a control. Yes, it's hard to control. So why not streamline that and make that accessible to the guys that say, you know what, I, I want to have that many cigars. So I've done a lot of research over the last couple of weeks, and I think I have an idea that will work. And after we perfect it, I'm going to sell it. Yeah, I want to invest in that. I even got my. Uh, my uh, niece's uh, fiance, he has developed uh, numerous apps. He did two for uh, Google. He is great at it. We can try to get him to uh, develop an app so that on your phone, on your tablet, we can monitor what my that, system. your system, my system, your yeah. system. So we have an app with it. I'm gonna talk to him tonight about that. Awesome. I'm gonna talk I, to him I got a, about that. I got a solid idea of what will work uh-huh. and my thought process is based on a shit ton of things that don't work <laughs> yeah and right there now, is a lot of them <laughs> and right now i have it like where i want it to be uh-huh. but at the same time i know it could be a lot more <laughs> automated Gotcha. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Because nobody wants to jack with their humidor. No. Daily. I don't want to jack with it once a week. Nope. Mm-mm. I really don't want to think about it. I want to. And I so, want to be able to look over there and see what I need to see and keep going. It's like when I open my humidor, I don't want to look to see if it's working the way Ooh. it should be. Oh, I want oh, to oh, open oh. it up and look in there to see what I want to smoke right Tell now. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. So anyway, I'm working on that. I'll let you guys know when I have something ready. And our last, our last sponsor who just walked in the door. is the Leaf. (laughs) And, you know, the thing about it is if you are within 50 miles, 100 miles, 
And it's you worth it. You come to the Leaf, you're going to get treated like you've never been treated yes, before. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The level of customer service at the Leaf <sighs> is like second to none. Most definitely. You and and that's from the you know and all the companies that we allow to sponsor Cigar Talk. All of the heads of these companies have integrity. True. We, if you don't have integrity, you're not going to sponsor our show. Not at all. I mean, we bring you a level of non-integrity. That <laughs> enough. We, you know, yeah. I mean, you get if, enough from if, us. If you listen to what I have to say, there's a level of you know non-integrity that's going to permeate the air. But we're not going to let companies without integrity nah. sponsor our show. Nah, nah. We we like fun and games. Yes. But at the end of the day. If I tell you to spend your hard-earned money on a product, it's something we totally I believe in. Want to know from our producers of those products yes. that they're going to stand behind yes. the product, and they're going to provide customer service mm-hmm. with that product. Because if if you have a great product, and I just happen to buy one that sucks. And then you don't support me. Mm. I'm like, well, you fuck me. Yes. And I, I personally know guys that have had a couple of issues with products. Mm-hmm. Let's just say Case Elegance. Yeah. I know a couple of guys that messaged them and said, hey, I had a problem with the hydrometer whenever hygrometer when I put it in. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you were supposed to pull it out, but I did. And I put it back in there. And now it doesn't seem like the seal is is where it should Mm be. And they emailed Case Elegance. And Case Elegance said, we'll send you a new one. Yep. Boom. Whoa, 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 whoa. You spent $130 on a humidor. And we're just going to send you a a new one. For something that you said you did. It wasn't a manufacturing issue. You said you did this. I did this, yeah. and you're going to make sure that my enjoyment level Come on. is Come on. what it should be. Come on. And it's the same thing here. You come into the Leaf, Jay, Scott, Corey, Dwayne, Colton, uh, Alan. Alan, they Kevin. make sure, Kevin too, that you enjoy did you have the ultimate customer experience they're going to do what needs to be done to make sure that you keep coming in this door and loving coming in this door it's not just about the havana room it's about the havana room the humidor the front area the the, the, the you know, staff you know earlier this week i sat in the front area uh-huh. which is not my norm no i prefer to come back here yep because one i know everyone who's coming mm-hmm. back here but I had a very nice time in the front, yeah. which is not my norm, yeah. because they have taken the knowledge of past experiences and made it to where it doesn't matter where you're hanging out. Nope. It's all about your yep. experience. Mm-hmm. And so that's taking it to a level that most companies slash cigar lounges yeah. They don't give two shits. True. You know what? It's like, you know what? I think this would give be comfortable. Mo- give me money. Give me money. That's the way they feel. But here, nah. You have to. F- Sometimes people have to force this dude to take money from him. <laughs> like, come on, Jay. You're like, no. And then you just have to sneak it in somewhere. 
And it's not that. It's about the experience. It's about the atmosphere, the environment. He wants you to love being here. And, and it's become to a lot of us a second home. Oh, it, it was like I met a new member today. Yeah, today like and I was like, dude, that. welcome to your home away from yes, home. Sir. I was like, did you smoke cigars when you were in Midland? And he was like, no, this is actually my first experience. And I was like, blessed. You, you are blessed. stopping. You are starting at the upper echelon yes, you're blessed. of the cigar you're journey. Blessed. Yes, sir. I was yes, like, sir. and dude, everybody in here except Fritz is going to be like a great learning tool. You know what I mean? You got Jay laughing over here. <laughs> hey, welcome. Welcome. Thanks for jumping on, Jay. Hey, you're welcome. You know, we we, we were talking about the leaf and yeah. we you know what? The funny thing is is that the leaf is a sponsor of the cigar talk. True. Do you know how many people that I talk to outside of Abilene about the leaf? Everybody I talk to outside of Abilene is like, about the leaf. And they call her ordering stuff yeah they do <laughs> and, and 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 there's a reason for that yeah because even though they're not walking in the door jay's philosophy on business of mm. providing the experience mm. whether it be in person or we're shipping it to mm -hmm. you is way beyond any other retail cigar shop yeah. period 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 and folks will not mince their words about it when they experience it. How do I? How do I do this? How do I get there? How do I? Hey, call them. The numbers down there in the show notes. They will answer. They will take care of you the way they take care of you. And if, if you and were walking if, in the door, right. the exact and same if you, experience. If you have questions, they're going to ask, and they're going to answer to the best of their ability. There are times when Jay's like, I don't know, but I'll find out for you. And I'm talking about sticks. He's like, I haven't seen that one before, but I'll find I've, out for you. I've seen Jay research yeah. cigars in a manner that benefited the customer, and there was no benefit to the leaf. Yeah. Because I, you tell me what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. I don't have that. But I, help but you I get will it. find it yeah, for you. I will help you get it. Dude. How many cigar shops do Nobody. that? Nobody. You can't go to Walmart and get them to do that. They don't sell it, but Target does. No, they're not going to give you any information. Right. I'm just being real about it. This and man so, opened up his mouth about it. He'll tell you because I mean, it's all about the community to him. It's yes. about the experience. So when you get somebody that thinks that way, yeah, they can be a, they can be a sponsor of, of Cigar Talk. Thank you. And that's the bottom line. Yep. Because... You know what? We could have a ton more sponsors, sponsors yeah. but we're not going to do that because it's rare to find the level of consumer appreciation yeah. across the word. board. Those are good words about it. Yeah. I mean, when you appreciate that your consumers is generating revenue for you, and your idea of your business model is to make those people happy. Mm -hmm. That's not the general rule of business uh -huh. anymore. The business model now is 
how many pairs of tennis shoes can I make you buy? <laughs> yeah. I don't Quality give a fuck yeah. if they fit you. I don't care if they're comfortable. Yeah. I don't care if they last for more than three weeks. But that's not how Jay runs the leaf. Jay, it's Jay has a long term vision. Talk about it, Jay. The the premise of giving people the best experience possible. That's that's just something that I would want. It so think about it this way. But 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 a lot all, of owners would love that. Yeah. But, but they don't do that. But it goes back to you know, you treat people how you want to be treated. Come on. And like if I were to order cigars from someplace, I would want it <laughs> we might not have the best packaging, but I can sure as hell assure you it's going to be humidified. Smoke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're ready yeah. to smoke. They're ready to smoke. And let's flip it around. There's hundreds of places that you can order cigars online. Yeah. Some of them have giant warehouses. Yeah. Those cigars, I promise you, I've smoked my fair share, are not ready, ready to, to smoke. smoke. Yeah. But you just spent... $300 online, I get my mail call. And they got a risk. And I can't smoke them. Yeah, because they yeah. got a risk. But, or I do smoke them, and they <laughs> suck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's not what you do. No, no. So when my predecessor left, me and Corey in charge, and now it becomes our watch. You know, this place has been around since 98, and it's an honor to take that torch and carry it as far as we can. Mm -hmm. But he told me a few things. He said, we're here to make money. We're not here to be greedy. And it has to always be about the people. Yeah. And, you know, he, he is a much more business savvy guy than I ever could have been. We both have the same degree. We have a master's of divinity. Right. But yeah. he went through the hard knocks. And he tried his best to instill knowledge in me to help run this place the way he envisioned it, which we share that same vision. And I will say this. I've known Bill for quite some time. And I think the level of raising the bar surpasses any vision that Bill had. Like, Bill started in the early days with the Leaf. Yeah. And he was a great guy as far as honoring the consumer. But you have taken it to a mm -hmm. level that it's not that I don't think Bill agrees with. He does. He just hasn't thought that far forward. Yeah. And, and so the level of care that you give to your consumers is not based on what the leaf once was, right? but what the leaf is now yeah. and what will be. be. Yeah. yeah. So, Bill was the perfect person for the leaf for that time. Mm -hmm. I think energetically, open-mindedness open -mindedness and the adaptability is where Corey and I can now take mm -hmm. the leaf and navigate through these new waters. These new waters. Yeah. Like, as soon as we set sail, 
COVID. Yes. Boom. Out the gate. <laughs> Move the shop. Boom. Foster new clientele. Mm-hmm. Boom. You've had. Take a risk on a giant ass Havana room. <laughs> yes. Boom. boom. <laughs> and, and a giant ass humidor. Yeah. The giant ass because humidor. let's be honest. A humidor that size requires Ooh. a financial investment. Yes. yes. It's See, not it's not like, hey, I'm gonna put fifty thousand cigars in this room. It's I gotta pay for these yes. and hope they sell. I'm a logistics and, man. I and, understand the logistics of that and room. And to bring it full circle, Corey and I don't pay for this out of our own pocket. It's you guys. Yeah. Absolutely. It's the absolutely. And here's where it and comes if, important that you gotta listen. Yes. To what your clientele is asking you, you can't just buy sticks that you like and then mm-hmm. hoard them behind them uh-uh. in some closet someplace. And you've been very open, open about bringing brands in that you've never even heard of. Yeah, I mean Tabanero is a prime example. Yeah, you didn't know about Tabanero, but it- you listened to the people. Which was me and Brian, <laughs> but, but yeah. at, at, I mean, but about any cigar, you were like, if y'all want to bring those in, I'll bring them in. But as a businessman, you have to look at okay, I brought them in. Are they, they selling? Are they right. going to sell? And, and uh, we've had some that we we yeah. listen, we brought them in, yep. they, they didn't, didn't move, sell. and then they aren't in there anymore. Yeah, because it is a business that. You can't sit on inventory forever. Correct. You have to turn it over. Got to. Because so, you're paying taxes on oh it yes. either way. Either way. You're paying taxes either way. And for the shit that's sitting in there for years without selling, you've already paid the taxes on that. Well, I, I pay perpetual taxes. Mm-hmm. It becomes my property. And Therefore, now it's a I value. Now, now and I have to pay tax, tax on it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and so... You're absolutely right. You, you can't have stuff that just sits. You have to have a blend of things that are flying, things that are moving, and things that are aging. Yes. So that's another thing. Bill had kind of laid that out to me, and I never really understood why you don't want everything to fly. It's because you can't handle that cash flow. Mm-hmm. That cash flow is going to go so fast, you're going to get burned out. You're going to miss something. And once you're in that sprint, once you stumble, so, it's going to take a lot to recover. But you... After what two and a half years? Yes, have like nailed down the rhythm of inventory. I hope so. <laughs> it it feels like a whirlwind still. Like, Does it really? But you, you know what's really nice, and and someone that comes in during the daytime had mentioned this last week. It was like the third day in a row he'd showed up. And he said, you know, every time I show up, you guys are receiving stuff. That's a good sign. And, you know, I took a step back and I thought, you know, that is a good sign. Mm-hmm. That means stuff is selling and stuff is available to buy. Yeah. And when you're stuck in the day-to-day, like Scott and I are. You're, you're seeing you, the money go out. You see the money go out and you see the work to be done. Right. But it's worth it. Step back and notice the road. That means the machine like, oh. is working. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because if you're not... <laughs> progressively investing back in the humidor. Right. I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, I've been to cigar shop when I walked in and 30% of the shelves were barren. Yeah. You wonder like, what's going on. It was on. like, okay, that box has four cigars in it. 
and then there's a big giant open space where there was at one time a box and then the box next to it has four or five cigars and you're like these people are not keeping up with what's going on in here right and so my selection is very slim you are in fact you should write a book on maintaining Noah's Ark for cigars. <laughs> because what you guys have done is keep us in what we like. Yeah. Yeah. And that is appreciated. There's a lot of shops that have cigar brands that, you know what? The owner likes. Right. And if you like those, that's a great shop. But you're not, you're going to be paying the bills out of your own pocket. Most definitely. If you're not a fan of the guys picking out the cigars, you're going into a shop that doesn't have cigars that you like. So you don't go anymore. That is a huge Mm -hmm. shift of the way you do your business. And and it's much appreciated. The humidor and the way Jay does things gives me two options. There are things that I I purchase regularly that he knows of. But then there are things that he brings in. And it's a it's a bin spin for me that I don't I don't even have a problem with. Like I'm smoking the divine the craft twenty two inspiration the craft twenty twos. When he put that out, I was like, oh, I gotta get this. Well, and <laughs> I Jake, gotta get this. And, and Jake can testify that you know what I usually come by and buy lots of singles mm-hmm. because I do like smoking different products. Mm-hmm. But when the Craft 22 came out, <laughs> I sent him a message. He was like, dude, put one of those boxes back for me. I want one. And Jay, being who he is, like, didn't put one back for me. He showed up in 20 minutes to the studio and was like, hey, here's that box you wanted. And I was like, holy crap. <laughs> and I put it in my very large humidor and i put it at the back it still mm-hmm. has the cellophane Mine on did the until box today. Yep. i saw that yep <laughs> and so it's like what other cigar shop could you do that at? none 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 and so abilene texas doesn't realize the blessing what they have the true here. blessing man now jay and Corey were nominated for the Entrepreneurs, Entrepreneurs. of the Year. Mm-hmm. They didn't win because they are drug peddlers. <laughs> Tobacco. And people can't <laughs> get people, over that. Yeah. People can't sign off on nicotine. That was two years ago. Right. <laughs> this year we were nominated for a Community Investment Award. Okay. And which, we, we were a which, finalist Which in that. was easier for people to swallow because you're helping people. <laughs> But when you tell people you're pushing nicotine, they don't want to be part of that team. But you guys have done service. it where this is not just a retail shop. This nope. is the community that we want to be a part of. Yeah. 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 I mean, think yeah, about there, that. There was a guy that came in today. So he's uh, <clears throat> he bought 20 of those custom blends from Rojas. And this other dude that was in the humidor was shopping around. He's new to the game. And uh, so they got to talking in the humidor. Then later when he came out, I said, what you, what'd you find? So I'm going through and I'm like going one by one. It's like, you're going to like this. This is why I like this one. You're going to like this. 
these are the notes you might get off of this one, depending on your palate. And then this one I would smoke first and, you know, going through. And, 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 and that education yes. is unbelievable because not very many shops do uh-uh. that, bro. Well, and this dude was, he was a Marine, right? And so he started smoking cigars overseas. And so he'd do it as a celebratory type of thing. You know, they come back alive, they smoke a stick. That's, that was the thing. So he said, once I got out, you know, I wanted to pick up these cigars again just to get that feeling back, to reminisce. I was like, this is the perfect place for you, man. Most definitely. And so I'm ringing up his sticks, and I noticed that he has one of these ones that this guy bought. And I said, oh, you're going to like that one. You know, it's, it's got a shaggy foot, and this is what that means. But he goes, oh, yeah, he just gave that to me. I was like, yeah, I figured he did. He bought 20 of them. Wow. And he goes, yeah, like. He didn't have to do that, man. I was like, that's what that's we do. It's the community. You know, like it, you, uh, we find something good, and, we share it. And mm-hmm. a prime example of that is several weeks ago, Bryant was out of town or something, and Wilcoxon sat in. Mm-hmm. And we were lighting up cigars, and I had just cut a Caesar. And I was like, hey, man, don't you love these? And he was like, I've actually never had one of those. And I was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> you know I was what? like, here, here you go. Take it. Because I've had those mm-hmm. several times. Yeah. But you've never had one. I want you to yeah. have the experience. Right. Whether you like it or you don't, I want you to have the experience. And so that's almost the pinnacle Example of the leaf. Yes, sir. People are friendly. We want you to enjoy your journey. Mm -hmm. And even, I mean, other than Fritz, (laughs) we like to like explore (laughs) your journey with you because even though we are on a different journey, we can still learn from you. Yeah. That's awesome. Why are you shaking your head? Dude, you are you. Are you. <laughs> I could <laughs> Anytime that name comes up, it's always in a negative. <laughs> okay. Oh, all right. If you if you want to argue with me. I'm not going to argue with I'll, you. I'll, I'll, I'm going to make you argue. Why? <laughs> you tell me a time reference that that name is a good thing. Boom. Can't do it, can you? <laughs> Boom. Exactly. We, me and Fritz sat here one day and had a great conversation. And then he wanted you to lick his ball. Sack, I'm done. I'm done. And you said no. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> you know, Jay, I don't, you weren't here, but I came back here. I started setting up all the equipment. Yeah. And I'm minding my own business. And I hear a voice from a guy named Fritz says, oh, it takes you longer to set up than it does to do the actual show. And I said, that's not true. And I kept on getting ready. There you go. And you know what he had to say? Not a motherfucking thing. (laughs) Because what I said was true. He cut it off. Straight off the That's not true. You can't argue with that. Nope. Squashed it. Boom. And you can't tell me something about this show that we do that I don't know on the technical side 
and be complete bullshit and not expect me to call you on it. <laughs> That's not true. And I hope you guys enjoyed the show this week. Oh, Until yes. next time. Keep smoking. That's what we've been missing, bro. <laughs> Who cares about the clouds when we're together? Just sing a song and think about sunny weather. Happy trails to you. Tell me. Bum, 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 bum. Uh, bum.